Jesus. Amen. You know, that's how you know it's God. Praise the Lord. Amen. When we're in a town that has more cows than people, praise the Lord. And about one third of the population is in this room right now. You know, God's doing big things. Amen. But we want to welcome you. We want to welcome you to Victory Life Church. Amen. And Thank you that y'all are here. If we have any guests, we want to thank y'all for being here this morning. Amen. And we, we want to welcome you and pray that you uh, have a blessed time here in the Lord. But I'm going to go ahead and jump off into my message this morning. And um, I'm going to start back in Colossians in chapter 3 again this morning. Colossians chapter 3. And uh, this will be the third part of my sermon series third part of my sermon series and it kind of falls into good place amen because we're coming up on the uh, Thanksgiving holiday amen and so uh, the series uh, that we've been talking about is what are you wearing what are you wearing amen and this is part three and uh, previously for those of you that may or may not have uh, been here uh, the first uh, part of that series we had talked about uh the power of humility, amen, the power of humility, and how us as Christians, when we walk in humility, amen, that's when uh, we begin to walk in the fullness of God's power, amen, he says that he exalts the humble, but he opposes the proud, amen, and when we humble ourselves, God lifts us up, he raises us up, and uh, then uh, we went on, and I spoke about clothing yourself in compassion, and I talked about uh, you know, clothing yourself in compassion and having compassion towards other and how compassion is not just sympathy, but compassion is actually a desire to meet that need for that individual. Amen. If we have compassion on somebody concerning a certain situation, amen, we have a burden inside of us to help them or meet that need. But today I want to talk to you uh, about another subject, but let's go to our scripture this morning. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. And he says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, and whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called into one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thanks, thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let's look at verse 17, our key verse here in this topic today. Whatever you do, somebody say, whatever you do. Do in word or deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him 
to God the Father. Amen. Let me pray this morning as we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word. We thank you for each and every one of these men and women of God here today, Lord. Lord, just anoint this message. Prepare our hearts to receive what you have, God. Help us, Lord, to become what you desire for us to become and to have the attitude that you desire for us to have, Father. Lord, I just praise your name, God, that you are mighty, God. You are great. You are awesome. And, Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And, Father, we ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we're talking about what are you wearing, amen. And, and my topic is thanksgiving or complaining. Another word I was thinking about using was, was thanksgiving or grumbling. Hello. And so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about thanksgiving or complaining or thanksgiving or grumbling today because the attitude of thanksgiving versus the attitude of complaining can make or break your life in other words thankful attitudes come with the blessings of heaven and the promised land of God but complaining will leave you in the wilderness wandering around aimlessly with no joy with no contentment and the struggle of wilderness living being thankful will change your life being thankful will change your perspective about life. But how many of y'all know you can't complain when you are thankful and you can't be thankful when you are complaining? In other words, these two mindsets, they're opposite of one another. Amen. But they're going to determine and dictate how your day and how your life will go. Are y'all with me today? We saw in the scripture in Colossians where it says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Philippians 2 and 14 says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. See, we see these various scriptures, amen, right here. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And so I want to talk to you a little bit this morning, saints, about thanksgiving or complaining. Because the reality is, is there's going to be one mindset or one attitude or the other that is going to be controlling our lives and dictating, amen, what our day and what our future will hold. So it's crucial, amen, that we grab a hold of this concerning, amen, our lives. And the longer that I live, the more that I come to realize that the impact that attitude has on life. Your attitude has a great impact on your life. You know, in fact, attitude to me, saints, is even more important sometimes than facts. It's more important than success. Amen. 
It's more important than what people think or what they say or even do. Amen. It's more important than our appearance or our giftedness or our skill. Amen. Because it will make or break you. It will make or break a company. It will make and break a church. And it will even make or break a home. Are y'all with me today? The importance of your attitude that it has on life. And God begins to speak about these various things in all these various ways. Amen. He begins to communicate. Amen. All this. But the remarkable thing is, saints, that you and I have a choice every day regarding what attitude we will embrace for that day. Are y'all with me today? See, God didn't just make us robots. He didn't just make us angels. But he made us those that have, amen, free will. We have a choice. And you and I can choose what kind of attitude we're going to have. We can choose whether we have one that is thankful, whether we have one that is grateful, or whether we have one that is complaining, whether we have one that is murmuring, whether we have one that is positive, or whether we have one that is negative. Can I get an amen? It's a choice that you and I get to make each and every day. See, there's a lot of things in this world that we can't change, amen. We can't change, amen, people, right? We can't change the way people act, but we can't, we can change, amen, the way that our attitude is. And I'm convinced, amen, and I've heard this statement, but I believe it, that life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we react to it. Are y'all with me today? It's 10% of what happens to us and it's 90% of how we react. I want to share a few quotes real quick of a couple of folks that were talking about, amen, the power of having a thankful attitude. There was somebody that said, we would worry less if we praised more. See, Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontentment and dissatisfaction. Now, the Bible tells us this. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. See, that's one reason why praise in our life, amen, is so powerful because it begins to change the way that we begin to have a mindset. Are y'all with me today? When we begin to give praise, amen, when we begin to give thanks, are y'all with me today? We begin to come to the Lord. See, God doesn't want us coming to him. Amen. All Debbie Downer. Hello, somebody. Or all negative Nancy. He doesn't want us coming to him that way. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, amen, but it's kind of a, a downer whenever somebody comes at me in that way. And guess what? God is the same way. He says, when you enter into my gates... When you come into my courts, come on somebody. When you're coming into the presence of the almighty God, you got to come correct, amen, with the right attitude, with the right mindset. And it's not based on your circumstances, praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? So thanksgiving is the very enemy to discontentment and dissatisfaction in your life. It's hard to be discontented and dissatisfied when you have the mindset or the attitude of being thankful. 
It's not always about, amen, what we can get. It's about what we have. I always said that. I said the blessing isn't always getting what you want. The blessing sometimes is wanting what you've got. And being able to appreciate it and be grateful for it. And one of the enemy's tricks is to blind us from the ability to be grateful and thankful. You know, another unknown person made this quote. They said, no duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. And another quote was, gratitude is riches and complaint is poverty. But by giving us the command to always be thankful, God knows that being thankful, saints, in all circumstances has a powerful impact on every area of our Christian life. I know y'all are familiar with the verse, amen, where God begins to say, he says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. See, because God knows the impact that being thankful is going to have on our lives. Are y'all with me today? It's going to have a, a, an impact on every area of our life. And God is concerned with us and he wants the best with, for us. And so he knows, amen, in order for us to have the abundant life, in order for us to have the blessed life, in order for us to have the full life that God intends, it's crucial that we begin to have the attitude and the mindset of being thankful. Are y'all with me today? So we need to live and we need to approach every aspect of life with the right attitude and the mindset because it makes all the difference in our day and even in eternity. Because see, saints, attitudes impact us every day, either in a positive or a negative way. You know, in every single day, wherever you arrive, an attitude arrives with you. Now, I'm talking to you this morning about what are you wearing, praise the Lord. Amen. See, because our attitude, saints, are like perfume or cologne. Amen. They're like the perfume or the cologne that we're wearing. Listen to this. We smell the fragrance, right? If we're putting on cologne or perfume, we smell the fragrance when we first put it on. But others smell that fragrance all throughout the day. So my question to you today, amen, is what do you smell like? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, what do you smell like? Now take a big sniff. Just joking. But reality is we put on cologne and we can smell it when we first spray it on, Right? But how many of y'all know that cologne, the people, other, we, we begin to get where we're no longer sensitive to it. We can't really smell it after a while. But everybody else smelling it all day long. They say, oh, you smell good. <laughs> Amen. Or if you don't have the best choice in perfume or cologne, maybe they might say, man, what are you wearing? <laughs> and it's the same way with our attitudes. Amen. And our mindset. We may, in, we may experience it when we wake up and we have that, that bad attitude or that bad mindset. And we, we can feel it for a moment. We can smell it. We can sense it. But then we go throughout the day, amen, and, and it's beginning to impact, amen, or be, amen, 
by everybody around us. Are y'all with me today? The Apostle Paul reminds us that we are to have the fragrance of Jesus. That the attitudes we wear and we put on every day should smell like the Lord Jesus Christ. And these smells are associated with the fruits of the Spirit. With love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control. Amen. These are the things that we should be, amen, the incense that we should have. There was a quote from Martin Luther, and he began to remind us that it's not God who needs our good works, but it's our neighbors who need our good works. Are y'all with me today? See, when we have a negative attitude, it's not only uh, affecting us, it's affecting everybody around us. Hello, somebody. And when we think about it, amen, if we don't have the right attitude, amen, it begins to affect our witness before the Lord. So when we talk about this, many of us need to begin to replace a complaining attitude with a thankful attitude. Not based on your situation, not based on your circumstance, hello, but based on your mindset and based on your attitude. I want to give you a quick scripture in Numbers in 11. And I want to look at the children of Israel for just a moment. It says, now the people became like those who complain of adversity in the hearing of the Lord. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. The people therefore cried out to Moses and Moses prayed to the Lord and the fire died out. So the name of that place was called Tabera because the fire of the Lord burned among them. See, saints, what we look at right here is we see the people of Israel, they begin to fall into this habitual complaining mindset and this attitude of complaining and ungratefulness to God. And how many of y'all know it ends up causing them to end up in the wilderness for 40 years? See, there is an impact that begins to happen. The Bible said right there in 11 and 1, amen, that these people had an attitude of complaining and they were complaining about the adversity, amen, and the Lord, amen, became angry because of it. Now, if I want to give you any kind of spiritual insight this morning, amen, when you and I have a complaining spirit and when we have a complaining attitude and when we are ungrateful, amen, it's one way that you can begin to anger and frustrate the Lord right there. Are y'all with me today? And this is what began to happen to the children of Israel. You know, those who choose murmuring as their lifestyle are going to begin to spend their lifetime in the wilderness, but those who are thankful, amen, are going to find themselves in the promised land of the, world, of the Lord. But we choose our attitudes, saints. And until we embrace the fact that we choose our attitudes, we'll never be able to choose differently. And life is always going to be like a wilderness, amen. 
1 Corinthians 10 and 1 in the New Testament, we begin to see these warnings, amen, that take place. He says, for I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, talking about to the believers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food. Hello. And they drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. And I'm here to tell you today, saints, we all eat from the same spiritual food. We all drink from the same spiritual rock, which is Christ Jesus. Are y'all with me today? Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now, these things happened as examples for us. This is the New Testament right here. He's saying these were examples for us as believers today, right here, amen, under the new covenant, right here as the church, as the Inglesia, as the called out one, as the brethren, as the believers, as the born again, blood bought, washed Christians. He said, these things happened as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as also they craved. He says, do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did and 23,000 fell in one day. Nor let us try the Lord as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example. And they were written for our instruction. Upon whom the ends of the age have come. Somebody say God is good. But here saints we begin to see these warnings about our attitudes. Amen. You know, the story of the Israelites in Numbers serve as a warning to us today not to begin to follow these patterns of thinking and these attitudes. And by the way, saints, attitudes are patterns of thinking that are formed over a period of time. That's why the Bible says, amen, very clearly in in Philippians 4, brethren, brother and sister, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Because our attitudes, they're patterns of thinking that are formed over time. In other words, we've got to get rid of that stinking thinking and we've got to begin to replace it with things that are good, things that are worthy, things that are admirable, things that are productive, things that are blessed, amen, things that are positive. We've got to begin to shift our thinking and change it because these thinkings become patterns that begin to manifest into attitudes in our life. And before you know it, you're walking around constantly with a negative mindset and a negative attitude because you've been dwelling on things amen that are not amen of good are y'all with me today see you've got to take some of those thoughts captive according amen obedient to christ jesus you've got to pull down some of those strongholds amen that have been developed in your life 
Are y'all with me today? We've got to begin to let our minds be renewed with the word of God, with the truth. Amen. And we've got to begin to let it begin to control our attitudes. That's why you can take somebody, amen, that's begin to experience a, a life with negative mindset. Somebody, amen, that's been focused in that direction. They didn't have any joy. They didn't have any happiness in their life. And you begin to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you get them saved. And then you begin to wash, amen, their mind with the word of God. And then you begin to see something transpire in their life, praise the Lord. All of a sudden, they have an attitude change. All of a sudden, they got a smile on their face. All of a sudden, they got the joy of the Lord in their life. Are y'all with me today? All of a sudden, amen, negative Nancy is no longer so negative. She becomes positive Patricia. Hello. Yeah, God used to change their names in the Bible. Hello. And if your name's Nancy, it's nothing personal to you. My, my aunt's name is Nancy. Praise the Lord. But we begin to look at this and, you know, complaining saints overall, it's a sin. It's a sin. And, and I'm going to share three quick things that get that hurt or hurt when we complain. Number one, we, comp we hurt ourselves. Because the truth about complaining is when I complain, I hurt myself first. Because what happens is our complaining begins to lead to anger. And our complaining begins to lead to bitterness. And our complaining even begins to lead to depression. Hello. Are y'all with me today? Thank you, Lord. See, somebody's going to come up out of it today. Somebody's going to make a stand. Amen. They're going to say, you know what? No longer in my negative Nancy today. Those negative thoughts, I'm going to take them captive. I'm going to replace them with positive thoughts in my life. But that's what happens, amen. We begin to hurt ourselves. We begin to allow anger in our life, amen, because we're thinking on these things that we shouldn't be thinking on. We begin to allow this bitterness in our hearts, amen, and we begin to experience depression in our lives. You know, we all encounter various things. We all may encounter some depression from time to time, but, amen, if we can just get in the presence of the Lord, God will lift that depression right up off of us. Are y'all with me today, amen? Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. But not only do we hurt ourselves, but we hurt God as well. Amen. Because this is what it is, saints. God is impacted by the complaining because this is what, it, the, this is what you're saying to God. You're saying to God, you're saying, God, you're failing at your job. Or you're blowing it. Or you're making mistakes. And so in the process of complaining about our circumstances, we're actually insulting God. Are y'all with me today? And how many of y'all know when we insult God, then we begin to hurt ourselves even more and more, amen? And then we begin to make God angry with our constant complaining. And what happens is complaining begins to separate us. I told you it's sin from God, amen? Even God isn't trying to be around that negativity, 
Now, he's merciful, he's patient, and he'll endure. Are y'all with me today? But it's going to begin to affect your intimacy with the Lord. And also, whenever we complain, it hurts others. Amen? Because what happens is we injure the people around us. Because we impact people with our toxic attitude or our complaining. And I've seen people that are doing good. And then they get around people that are complaining or people that are murmuring or people that are backbiting. I get around people that are negative. Hello. And sometimes it begins to affect them, that toxicness, that, that mindset, that attitude. Are you all with me today? So it hurts others. You know, as we looked right there in Numbers 11, we see the worst kind of complaining is revealed because they were actually complaining about their adversity. They were blaming God for it and not understanding that everyone has been entrusted with a measure of adversity. In other words, you're going to go through some things in this life. Are you all with me today? But you've got to begin to shift in the way that you're perceiving it. You're going to deal with some challenging situations, but God is using it. The Bible says he's working it for your good. Hello, somebody. Sometimes the adversities, what's creating you to draw to God in a way like you never have before, is creating you to know God in a way that you have never known him before. If it wasn't for that adversity, amen, you wouldn't experience God in that way. Amen. If you didn't need comfort from the Lord, you would never experience the comforter. If you didn't need provision from the Lord, you would never experience the provider. If you didn't need healing from the Lord, you would never experience the healer. You would hear about it, you would read about it, but you wouldn't know him in that way. So sometimes that adversity, amen, is pushing you to another level of intimacy with God because you're knowing him on a whole other level. But it's all in how you perceive it. It's all in how you're perceiving it. Are y'all with me today? I know I'd share a, a lot. I went through a very challenging time. Physically, I got hit physically. But when I began to look and see where God was at work in that situation, I began to see all the areas, amen, that God was using it for his glory. Are you all with me today? But I had to change my mindset. And I had to change my attitude. And I had to change my perception. And that's what the word of God will do. That's what the word of the Lord will do in your life when it becomes real to you. So we need to replace a complaining attitude with a thankful one. And thankfulness is a perfect replacement for complaining. I'm going to share a quick story in Luke chapter 17 in verse 12. He says, as he entered in a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voices and saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except the, this foreigner? And he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. And the point is, amen, nobody has an unacceptable, an acceptable excuse for ungratefulness. No one. Everybody can make the choice to give thanks and acknowledge the goodness and the grace of God. God has done something for everybody in this room. Are y'all with me today? But how many of y'all know, sadly, only a small fraction of the population ever personally thank God for his grace? But this story makes it clear that Jesus knows who is thankful and he knows who is not. But an unthankful and ungrateful attitude with God will always suppress the awareness of God in your life. You know, in fact, statistics reveal 20 ways to feel calmer and happier and healthier. And how many of y'all know the top number one way is to be thankful? Amen. Some of us think it's to take, amen, medication. Are y'all with me today? That wasn't a shot at anybody. But to be thankful. Are y'all with me today? Because we either have an attitude of thankfulness or complaining and grumbling. Three things that I want to share real quick as we get ready to go. Saints, the best way of cultivating a thankful attitude is to be intentional and thanking God for his goodness each day and making a commitment to drive out grumbling mindset and replacing it with a thankful one. We need to develop a heart of thankfulness. There's three things I'd like to challenge you real quick to be thankful for over the course of this next week. Okay? The first one is be thankful for God. Can you put that up there? Y'all got those points? Be thankful for God. Be thankful for God's goodness to you. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, God reminds his people of how he had looked after them in the wilderness. He reminds them of the manna that he had fed them with and how he had clothed them. Amen. And how their shoes, they, their clothes didn't wear out and their feet didn't swell up. Amen. And then God begins to paint a beautiful picture of all the blessings and the wealth that awaited them in the promised land. But he also warns them not to forget his goodness. Because once they begin to enjoy some of the blessings, he says, be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God. 
In other words, he warns them, amen, in verse 17 of Deuteronomy chapter 8. He says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands has produced this wealth to me. But we can't forget, amen. He says it three times. He says, don't forget. Don't forget. I'm telling you today, don't forget what God has done for you. Don't forget how God has blessed you. Don't forget where God has brought you from. Don't forget how God has moved in your life. Come on, somebody. Don't forget it. But it amazes me on how easily people forget God's blessing. A lot of times he blesses us when we cry out to him. But then afterwards, we don't even have any time for him. Maybe somebody had prayed for a suitable employment, but once they get the blessing, amen, their work or whatever it may be gets all their time and commitment. Hello. And sometimes when we get blessed, we begin to worship the blessing instead of the blesser. And then some people, they look, in spite of, of what God's goodness has been in their lives and the blessings that God has looked, sometimes people look at other people's blessings and they begin to grumble about what they lack or what they don't have instead of looking at what they do have. And that's one of the tricks of the enemy. That's why we've got to be thankful at all times. Are y'all with me today? You know, Solomon responded in this way. He asked God, amen. He said, God, give me wisdom in, as a young man and, how, and to be able to lead this kingdom. And God granted him wisdom and God granted him provision and God granted him, amen, to become the wealthiest man and the wisest man. But how many of y'all know, amen, according to the Bible, Solomon's heart turned Amen. Years later to other gods. In other words, amen. He must have forgot the goodness of what the Lord had done for him. My next thing is be thankful for others. For the goodness of others. You know, I want to share a quick example real quick. There was a man that was a man managing a, a restaurant or a store or whatever and he took this younger person under his wing and he began to impart all this wisdom and amen all this uh, skill and into this younger man and after gaining the experience he needed the younger person begins to undercut this manager and he grabs his position there was a young lady that had invited a friend going through a terrible time into her home for a season and to help her through her trauma. And she begins, in a, but what happens, she begins an affair with the friend's husband and the family's devastated. Amen. And, and these are stories that you hear about, but it, it reminds us that we need to cultivate thankfulness in our lives and not forget what other people have done for us. Sometimes, amen, the very people that God is using in order to help us is the very people that we end up spitting on. We've got to remember what God, what they've done. Remember when they were there for us. Remember when they were praying with us. Remember when they were crying with us. Remember when they were supporting us. Remember when they were letting us come, amen, in the middle of the night and call them. Whatever it may be, we've got to remember what others have done for us and be thankful for it. 
Because the realistically... Thank you, Lord. And, and unfortunately, we're in a society today where it's just, you know. You know, we say, oh, thank you for your help, but what are you doing for me now? And, th and sometimes that's the way we are with God. You know? So we got to be thankful for others. You know, a quick illustration in the Bible, David had saved the people of Kali from uh, horrors of being corrupted by the Philistines. Amen. They were being corrupted. They were, amen, being impacted, influenced by the Philistines. But their response to David, the gratitude that they showed him was that they were ready to hand him and his followers over to King Saul. Amen. See, we, we've got to be thankful for the goodness that others have shown to us. And that thankfulness needs to be in our attitude and it needs to be in our actions. Are you all with me today? You can tell when somebody's thankfulness is gone. Amen. Because they begin to act in a way that's ungrateful. They begin to make moves that are Contrary to being grateful. Are y'all with me today? And my last point is the worship team gets ready to come forward. Is we need to be thankful for our, for our family. For our family's goodness to us. Because how many times do we take our spouse or our children or our parents or other family members, we take them for granted. Amen? Hello. Did I lose y'all? We forget what they've been through to us. You know, through their love or their faithfulness or their commitment. You know, there was a story in the Bible about David, King David and his son Absalom. And Absalom began to have an ingratitude towards his father, David. And as a result, you want to know what it did? It created an attempt for him to overthrow the kingdom. We're talking about his son. His very son. In 2 Samuel chapter 14 and 15, we begin to see Absalom no longer was grateful for his father. He no longer had gratitude for him. And as a result, it created him to act crazy. It created him to begin to try to take over the kingdom from his father, take over the throne. See, see this is why God is so concerned with us being thankful. Are y'all with me today? Because what happens is our actions begin to be affected in a way where we start making desperate moves. Are y'all with me today? We've got to learn to thank and appreciate our family members. Hello, somebody. Wives, we've got to begin to 
remember the man that we fell in love with. Husbands, we got to remember the girl that we met at the altar. Hello, somebody. The one that bore our children. Hello. Children, we've got to be thankful for the, the mother who bore you inside of her. And the father who sacrificed for you. The Bible says in the last days, amen, there'll be craziness upon the earth. Thankfulness creates you to be obedient. Hello. Some of us need to be thankful for our siblings. In the years that you have together. You know, and I realize, saints, that some of us may not have had the greatest family life, right? Or the family experience. Maybe you've experienced divorce or separated or whatever. You're a single parent struggling. Maybe you've been through an abusive situation. But we need to ask Jesus to make life meaningful once again because God is a God of restoration amen God is a God of restoration come on stand to your feet so as we go forward this week we need to make this A week of being thankful. Thankful to God. Thankful to others. Thankful to family members. Make it a season to remember the goodness that you've received. The goodness of what God has done for you. This is the mindset. This is the attitude that we need to have. If you're ungrateful, you need to repent. If you had a spirit of murmuring and complaining, you need to repent. And you need to ask the Lord, Lord, help me, God. Help me to be grateful. Help me to be thankful. Help me to appreciate you and appreciate others. Sometimes, saints, we got to meditate on the good things. We've got to meditate on, amen, some, go back and look at what God's done for us. Look what others have done for us. Think about those things and thank God for them. Thank others. Thank them. And so as we come up on this Thanksgiving holiday, amen, this is what you need to be focused on. This is what it is, amen. Cut out the murmuring. Cut out the complaining. Cut out the ungratefulness. There's a lot to be grateful for. You know, this very thing is what kept the children of Israel, some of them, from going into the promised land. This is what kept them from going into the promised land. If you don't get an attitude of thankfulness, some of you aren't going to make it into the promised land. Some of you are going to be wandering around in the wilderness looking crazy. It's thankfulness. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. 
repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, please help me, Lord, to be thankful, to be grateful, to appreciate everything that I have, that you've done, the people that you put in my life, the blessings that you've released in my life. And Lord God, forgive me for anything that I've complained about, that I've been ungrateful for. Father, you are worthy. And I thank you, God, right now. I thank you, Lord. And Lord, this I will build my life on. From this day forward, thankfulness and gratefulness. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship the King. Amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord this morning. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. 